You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we move into another week of our coverage of Lost, and we are into the tenth episode of the third season. This one is Trisha Tanaka is dead. First aired on the twentieth of February two thousand and seven, written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, directed by Eric Lanaville. 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 Um. And it's an episode which a lot of people don't like. It's an episode I feel that we're going to defend a little bit this week because I really enjoy this one. I think it's quite a fun episode. My name is Ben, and shut up, redneck man. Oh. <laughs> My name is Lauren. <laughs> What's your problem, Jumbotron? <laughs> I really should have went first on this. I know, that was the one positive of me. That was coordinated bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, possibly the best quote ever in Lost. <laughs> That's great. Uh, this episode, uh, early episodes are always, well, with the exception of um, one that we've had so far, Dave, but um, 99% of early episodes are great, right? Yeah, they're, they're never the best ones, but they're normally pretty fun and... I'm just going to say it. I don't know if this will be what, a rant or a bite, but this is easily the most joyful hour, the most funniest hour of Lost that there ever will be. Lost, underrated for its humour, but this episode, yes, it's filler, but I don't think there is another episode that matches the level, though. It just makes you smile watching it, and... Sometimes Lost needs that. It doesn't need to always be super serious like last week. And sometimes we just need a fun... This is filler done right, I think, where we just play around with our characters. We get some fun interactions amongst the survivors. It doesn't really add too much to anything, but it makes us laugh. It makes us smile. And we just get to see the day-to-day lives of these people because there is a lot of downtime on the island. Uh, So filler can be one of the worst things for a show, but I think this... This exemplifies filler done right. It's just, it makes me smile, this episode. I would agree with everything you said, and, like, I definitely think there is some, you know, laugh-out-loud moments in this which, you know, not for bad reason. Like, last week was laugh-out-loud, um, but <laughs> not for the reasons that we wanted, whereas this week, like, genuine <laughs> funny, funny moments. Um, and, yeah, it's it's... You got to have filler episodes sometimes. Particularly, what we've got twenty. How many episodes do we have this season? Twenty three. Um, yeah. So I mean, we're we're just on the cusp of being halfway of this season. But uh, you know, filler last week bad. Filler this week good. <laughs> so, but I I think too because we Hurley's been a bit absent this season so far as well, hasn't he? Like it. it I feel like we haven't really mm-hmm. seen much of him this season and kind of. It's it's good to to get that from him because maybe one of the most invisible people so of our main cast this season that we've had. So yeah, it's good to get a bit of Hurley back in our lives. Everybody loves Hugo, right? <laughs> the one thing I will say about this episode, it is filler and it's fun. The flashback, luckily, it's funny because otherwise I wouldn't like the flashback. But the fact that it's funny because it's like. Seriously, he was one of the only characters without daddy issues in the show. <laughs> Did we seriously need to add that plot? Um, 
what what really they should have done was make this an episode about Libby in the mental institution. Like I don't know, somehow Hurley remembers or we see her in the background and we learn more about her. Really that's what this episode should have done if we were gonna do a kind of filler unrelated episode. But because it's so fun, you kind of forget about that. But I kind of, in a way, and we'll get to be the beginning of the episode, but I do wish they made this a bit more about Libby. Yeah, hashtag justice for, for Libby. But um, I guess we'll yeah. do what we usually do, go through uh, things separately with the uh, the flashbacks and uh, the island stuff. So we'll start off with the flashback, and we see a young little boy. Uh, and I'll just I'll read out what it says here on Lostpedia. Around 1987, a young skinny Hurley carries tools to a car. <laughs> oh, wow! Young Hurley, fine. Yeah, that's exactly fine. Um, and uh, is so much darker than uh, Jorge Garcia. <laughs> he lost his tan. Uh, supposedly, yeah, he grows up. I uh, like. I. I mean, I've always generally been of the bigger variety and i guess there was a period when i was younger where i was perhaps not big it kind of i don't know started like grade four grade five but i feel as though the size hurley is like surely he's kind of one of these kids who's always been that way like i don't can you really go from being that skinny to being as big as hurley is i I find the like last week we were kind of getting into like midi-chlorian levels of unnecessary (laughs) I, I do find the chocolate bar and the daddy issues a bit of a Jack's tattoo type thing. Like, did we need a scene to show why Hurley's fat? Mm. Some people are just fat because they eat food. It's... I, I'd, I'd love to, like, if we ever get Jorge on the show, like, get his opinions on, like, how do you feel about the writers constantly having to bring up your weight? <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> It's it's still that one aspect of, I think, kind of with all this political correctness and everything now, like, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that. It still seems to be fair game for big people. And, like, you know, the argument is, like, oh, you can choose to be fat, you can choose to be skinny. And, like, for the most part, maybe that is true. But it's also a case of some people are just born big and they're always going to be big. So, yeah, I'm not saying that is Jorge, but, like, I don't know. Like, I would, it'd be an interesting thing to find out from his perspective but about at the it. S- being brought same up time, it's... Was quite. Hurley's an interesting one because it's quite progressive to have a character like him be one of the main mm. beloved characters. But then at the same time, they do make a lot of plot lines out of his weight. So it's kind of like. It's, it's got two sides to it, really. I also. It's good, but. He does get called Snuffy this week. So <laughs> Snuffy. Among other things. Oh, uh, it's called Jumbo Troll. Should should we do a, a special tribute to Snuffy? Uh, <laughs> but um, so yes, he's out. He's trying to fix the car. A man comes out. It's going to be his dad, and uh, he's off to go to Vegas for a new job, basically. And he's telling him, "Oh, I'm going to come back, and we're going to go for that road trip." to the Grand Canyon and, hey, let's try starting it now because you've always got to have hope and, you know, it's always, you know, never bad to think about this. And this is when he gives him the candy gar- candy bar. He's like, Mum said you can't. It's like, oh, come on, Hugo, it's only one candy bar. <laughs> um, yeah, just at the moment you're abandoning no. your child. That's not going to live with him at all. It's just such a weird abandonment scene because he's just there and his mum is there. 
And then he just gets on the bike and leaves. And then he comes back it's and then his dumb. mum's fine with it. And it's kind of... Um, but now uh, there's a bit of kind of meta stuff going on with Hurley's dad, David Reyes, who's played by Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong, that actually a few episodes earlier, Sawyer, in one of his many pop culture references, references Cheech... So now it becomes an interesting thing where Hurley's dad is played by Cheech Marin, but in this universe of loss, Cheech Marin also exists. Well, so that's quite a funny little well, that's thing like going on. People complain about like they have fun little tidbits around friends to sort of complain about how you know Joey and Chandler are so obsessed with Die Hard, yet Bruce Willis plays uh, you know the girlfriend, one of Ross's girlfriends dad and then like dates rachel for a couple of episodes so everyone's like well hang on a minute for for people who like die hard so much why do they not think that this guy looks like bruce willis so yeah um but yeah it is a really odd abandonment thing isn't it because it's just kind of like his mum's staring out the window off he goes um these people have aged terribly as young people yes (laughs) i'm assuming they're supposed to be in like their Early 30s, late 20s. Yes. Um, we're, we're then in the future and uh, Hurley's getting interviewed outside of Mr. Clucks by Trisha Tanaka. Now, the, this, is this is a different name to the Family Guy woman, right? Like, Yeah, but it is a, it's a reference. Right, because it just, it just always but reminds me of that. Um, she's interviewing Hurley. Uh, I just she's love should be the name of the episode. She is. Like, she is just... It's just just journalists, Noah. Come on now. In all these TV shows, journalists are always the worst people in the world. Um, But she's just trying to interview him, and he's just like... Oh, I Why did you buy a... You know, why did you buy a Mr. Clark chicken chat? (laughs) I like chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. That's very funny. That's that's so me. Um, And, of course, I... Randy as well. Oh, good old Dick Randy. Back. The one that we've said we'll have on the show and you spoke to him on Facebook and it's never happened. <laughs> We're just trolling Randy. This is what you get for being a dick to lock it early. <laughs> um, but so we get a bit of background here though when, uh, you know, she's all like, oh, and, you know, winning the lotto, it's so great. So he's like, oh, actually, I've had some bad luck. You know, my, my grandpa Tito died. My mum's house burned down. My best friend ran off with my girlfriend. So, you know, we learn that uh, his best weird, creepy friend from a few seasons ago ran off with his girlfriend. So, oh, that's sad. Now, this is... This flashback is kind of weird because it's a flashback within a flashback. Like, in numbers, we saw Hurley go to Australia, but we also saw him win the lottery. So so when you watch Chronologically Lost, this is kind of like a weird one where two flashbacks have kind of been merged into one. Mm. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, she gets shitty. Because he's not, you know, this is a fluff piece. Do you know what that means? And then basically, <laughs> st- let's go and to get some B-roll. And he's like, oh, why do I just have to do She's these horrible. stories? <laughs> That's what we're like. Right That's what journalists you. are like. Oh, God, she sucks. Um, but she, like, of the week. storms inside. And, like, this is just hilarious. <laughs> and it's all of a sudden, like, do you hear that? 
at a freaking meteorite. Check. <laughs> now, <laughs> now so I don't know if I love or hate this. <laughs> I, it's I, I, a little I, cringy. It is cringy, but at the same time, like, I mean, okay, if a meteorite that size hit a Mr. Clark's chicken shack, <laughs> half that city is wiped out. That is a big fucking meteor, all right? Uh, so he's uh, dead. Hurley is dead right now. But I think just... <laughs> how can anyone at this point not think that he's cursed than <laughs> a freaking meteor? A meteor out of all things. Like if the chicken vat exploded or, you know, a car crashed through the thing. But a meteor hits that. <laughs> like, come on. It's very silly. The graphics as well. Uh, yeah, it's kind of polar bear-esque on the graphics. But, I mean, it does lead to one of the, just the most randomly funny lines when he kind of walks home covered in dust. It's like, Hugo, what happened to you? Trisha Tanaka is dead. <laughs> it's such... <laughs> it's such a Hurley line, but it's such an odd name for an episode of this show. He has the best names of episodes, though. Um... Trisha, T- uh, I love that. Uh, Trisha Tanaka. Like, like, it's such a Hurley thing to call her Trisha Tanaka. But it's just so funny that, like, is she that well known in this area? It's like the father- <laughs> not Trisha Tanaka. <laughs> Hurley watches a lot of TV. Um, Carmen but, Ray is as well. We always love to see her back. She's always on fire. Yeah. Uh, he wants to go to Australia still to investigate the numbers, but then, yes, Card's like, oh, you know, you can't be cursed because your father has returned. Um, and then Dick Father... How does she not see that that is not a good thing? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, Dick Father, though, your mother wasn't kidding about all those candy bars. Um, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But it is just, like, so random with just, like, the abandonment. Like, you know, like, 17 years later, like, is it ever explained why he went away for 17 years? I think he just, yeah, it's not really explained, but I don't care to know. <laughs> Do we like Hurley's dad, though? Uh, later on, I quite like him, but in this episode, it's hard to root for him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Later on in the flash forwards, he has some fun moments. Um, when Hurley gets the big T-shirt with yes. the um, <laughs> I love Shih Tzus or something. Isn't what it? is it, Shih Tzu? And then <laughs> looks like you heart Shih Tzus, and then <laughs> and then he takes uh, Saeed in, and then then Hurley's day is kind of fun. And what does what does his mum say? Like, why is there why is there an Indian man, dead Indian man on my couch? <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> Hurley has some great episodes. They're always so fun. I'm looking forward to that episode. I don't know if I pointed um, so, out that uh, the that uh, Hugh, Hurley's mother actually played uh, the mother of one of the main characters in Nip Tuck for an episode too that we discovered since maybe we last did an episode. Great. Yeah, she. I love her. Yeah. Do you like uh, Papa Reyes? Or- uh, I think. I don't hate him as much in this episode just because, you know, I, yeah, I've seen a lot of those flash forward ones recently when I did the whole uh, chronological loss. But um, I think the one sort of redeeming thing about him, though, in this episode is that kind of like he openly admits that, like, yeah, I kind of came back for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm glad I came back and I'm not going anywhere. And kind of like, I think the redeeming thing about that is that, yeah, he doesn't go anywhere, does he? Like, he's ba- he's there when they get rescued. So, um, it's true. 
So I think kind of at least he is making up because so many times we get in these sort of shows and like the dad gets abandoned and they come back and they're just still a dick. So it's like, fuck you. Um, so yeah, but uh, <laughs> I do like the dinner scene though when like that's one hell of a statue of Jesus and that she got like a commissioned statue of Jesus <laughs> and that they've now got these workers to be their butlers and they're getting served. I love the trolls. Oh, I, I love that the food. The great. Like being served up with this fancy china and it's like a hamburger with lasagna and chip. That's me. That's me if I win the lottery. And then it's also kind the of like... I do love the bit when um, they're talking here about him showing up and how she's like, Hurley, I have needs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> covers oh Jesus' ears. <laughs> when she covers the ears, that's very funny. But, um, um, like, 17 years she has gone waiting for her husband to return. Like, you think <laughs> after about five, you might be like, okay, I can maybe go and see another man now. Um, or like something like use some of the money that Hurley gave you to like I don't know buy some toys or something. Um, but then then Hurley fires the Trons. Uh, what are they? They're, they're oh. tr- just because you know? Oh, I'm gonna get rid of them now. He's just severance, and then just like they leave. Um, I love the Trons. There's a lot of trivia for the Trons. There's no theories though for the Trons. No, which is sad. I love the. Out of all the main characters, they only met Hurley. Oh. But they possibly met Jack. Kate and Satan. <laughs> yeah. The Trons are great. We need theories for them. I'm just looking at Trisha Tanaka. She's one of these ones who has a theories page, which is empty. Um, mm, like last week. Her name is very similar to Family Guy's Asian reporter, Trisha Takanawa, um, who was killed and eaten by news anchors Tom Tucker and Diane Simmons in an episode show revealed to be a dream. Trisha Tanaka is the name of the 2000 winner of the Nizal Week pageant in Los Angeles. Okay. Tanaka is a fourth most popular surname in Japan based on the Japanese census of 1996. I think they need to update that. That's not trivia about this character. (laughs) She is one of three non-main characters to have their name in an episode title. The others are Dave and Ji Yuan Kwon. So, uh, well, that's kind of fascinating. Um... So then we've got Hurley being woken up by his dad. He's wearing headphones because he doesn't want to hear them having sex. What does he say? Like, your mother's a very passionate woman. Um, (laughs) I love Carmen Rain. They they go to see a psychic uh, who this woman is definitely from something. She's uh, Suzanne Krull uh, is her name. Now... I think the psychic does a good job here. As a as a guest star on this show, I think she performs quite well. I would agree with that. Um, what is she in that I've seen scrolling through? Oh, she was in Judging Amy. There you go. Um, oh, she was in Lost. Uh, oh, she was a counter lady in Nip Tuck. There you go. Is she in Third Watch? So can we finally get our first character, our first actor to appear in all three of these shows? No. Um, actually, I think it is from Nip Tuck. I think I do remember her being in. Um, okay, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> she's they go to see this woman and basically she's all like, oh, yes, there's some numbers I see uh, and all death surrounds you. You are cursed. I'm, you must remove all your clothes. And she starts like breaking an egg in a pot and kind of going this and Hurley finally catches on and is kind of like, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you tell me the truth that my dad put you up to this. She's like, how dare you? The mystical arts are not to be bought. I'll give you $10,000. Yeah, right. Your dad put me up to it. 
<laughs> that's very funny. Oh, that's Your dad put me up to it. Great. Uh, so, yes, she ends yeah, up 10,000 like richer. Yes, so do I. Does she come back? She's in the flash sideways. Right. Because we need her more or... <laughs> oh, she's got yeah, theories. But, uh, no, they're blank. I think it's a great seat. <laughs> Yeah, I know the theories have been very odd lately. I'm just trying to see here if uh, Lost Peter, surely they would have interviewed Lynn Karnoff. Um, no. <laughs> How does she not have an interview? The interview question she asked Locke about what animal he most identified with was seen as a Dharma Initiative interview question in Mysteries of the Universe. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but uh, Hurley, uh, later on, he's packing to go to Australia... And then this is the bit I was talking about before. His dad is basically like, yeah, I came because of the money, but, um, you know, I'll be here when you get back. And, uh, you know, don't go to Australia. We'll fix the Camaro. We'll go over to the Grand Canyon like we've planned. And then he's like, I'll send you a postcard from Sydney. And he's like, yeah, I'll be here when you get back. So, I mean, like, it's there's fun moments of this flashback. It's not the greatest, but it's still kind of entertaining. We meet his dad and Trisha Tanaka is dead. I like uh, I like it because it's funny, but I do think it should have been more about Libby. And it just annoys me, this show and the the daddy issues. Thing. It's fine for a few characters, but he was the one that escaped to season three without any daddy issues. Then they're like, oh, what's a plot line we can do? Oh, how about he has issues with his father? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So... That annoys me. Even though the character can be fun a bit later on, we just didn't need that for Hurley's backstory. Um, so it's definitely funny, but definitely better than some of the ones we've had this season. But overall, not largely memorable. I do love the trivia on the Lostpedia page. There is a picture of a tropical beach on the wall in Hurley's dining room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, Good to know. There's a tropical beach right now on this month's calendar I've got in my house. Does that mean I'm going to end up on a plane on an island in Lost, like in the future? Am I in a flashback right now? <laughs> like, is that kind of what's happening? What's in my house? <laughs> um, so we're in the island now, and uh, Hurley having a chat with Libby, her grave, and lays down a flower, which is a little bit sad, and he's admitting that he's scared, and, you know, he wasn't scared when he was with her. And, oh, poor old Hurley. Um, that's and, really nice scene though to mention yeah, Libby. Yeah, Charlie's shaving though. Um, then, uh, Glad we finally got that. Um, <laughs> uh, but then Hurley approaches him and kind of, uh, you know, tells him the truth, and Hurley's all like, "I think you might be right, and it's my fault." Like. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to help your friend teach uh, Hurley. But um, I do love the fact when he's like, death follows me, and then next minute, freaking Vincent runs yeah. out with a skeleton arm in his mouth. Um, and then I do fun. love the Charlie line when he's when Hurley's like, come on, let's go to the jungle. And he's like, sure, let's go chase the dog with a skeletal arm into a creepy jungle. Be my guest. Um, and then Hurley's like, oh, I'm not back in three hours. Tell somebody. <laughs> that line, I was cracking. If I'm not back in three hours, tell somebody. <laughs> it just reminds you of uh, Ace Ventura. If I'm not back in ten minutes, wait longer. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was very funny. Um, so, but there's also, I should mention, there's a key attached to a rabbit's foot. This is the first Vincent appearance in a while, isn't it? It's been a while. <laughs> Where have you been, Vincent? Uh, 
<laughs> but he runs into the jungle and uh, he finds a uh, can, a, a can, a van that has been overturned, and Hurley gets excited excited over this. Um, we get a random camp scene of Paolo and Nikki. Oh, who ate all the whatever bars? There was something <laughs> last week. Why are they in this show? <laughs> to which then we cut to Sun and Jin because it's been a while since they've been here. It's like I like this little moment. Yeah, what does he say? Like, could you cut me? Would you pass me the box of cereal? <laughs> and then. <laughs> Jin's just, you know, answering back and she's saying, like, oh, I'm only going to speak to you in English from now on. (laughs) Can I just say, the most random part of this whole episode, maybe the worst acting, when Hurley rushes in. It's like, hey, guys, guys, everyone. And you hear Claire going, what is it, Charlie? And then you hear Paolo and Nikki, is it the others? (laughs) (laughs) It's a sad moment when, like, Evangeline Lilly and uh, Josh Holloway and Michael Emerson and, like, Locke and Saeed are all off and you're left with Nikki, Paolo, Claire and Charlie. Um, (laughs) What is it, Hurley? (laughs) (laughs) With uh, Jin, I I cannot speak Korean, but I actually could understand a little bit of what he was saying. I think he was saying something along the lines to some, like, why can't you speak Korean to me, or why aren't you speaking Korean? Or um, so I was proud that I could s- slightly understand a little bit of Jin. There. Well done! I can't wait for when, you, when you're fluid in Korean and you can just go back and watch all of this again and find out that Jin's actually saying like "fuck you, lost." I don't want to be on this show. I'm going to be in Hawaii five zero. Uh, it's like the tattoos. Yes. That's um, one thing, but really. I do like though when like Hurley's all like, "Come on, and run! Let's help! It's gonna be fun! We all need a little fun!" Paolo, I need to go cut some bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! God he's These characters. And then Jin, poor old Jin, just standing there dumbfounded. This then, is Bernard all over again. Hurley's just like you know, like, "Oh, I'm so glad you can help me." You have no idea what I'm saying to you, and he's just kind of like nods and smiles a little bit. Um, oh goody, we've got some good old Kate Sawyer stuff to get to now. <laughs> Sawyer steps mm. on a dart, Kate pulls it out, Kate is all like, hey, <laughs> let's make up, you can just apologise, and Sawyer's just like, I ain't got nothing to apologise for. <laughs> so, I do like the moment though when he's when she's like, okay, I'll pull it out in the count of three, one, two, and it's like, ow, you said you'll do it on three. <laughs> And then is this a bit when um, he's talking about Little House on the Prairie? And Kate's just oh, like... I like that. Kate's just like, you call it Little House? And it's like, what? I had mono as a kid. It's the only channel we got in my trailer. <laughs> I love that. You call it Little House? <laughs> my dad liked Little House on the Prairie. Maybe it's like this weird thing that a certain... Man of a certain age shouldn't watch, but they do anyway. <laughs> Does he call it Little House? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> L-H-O-P. He's very hip with it. <laughs> Our um, complete recap dropping on one day after of the Little House Brown on the Prairie. Success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our next project after the success of our Murphy Brown launch is the complete Little House on the Prairie podcast recap. And if you thought that was good, wait till we get to Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. <laughs> How many episodes? There's a little house on the... I don't oh, think God. I've seen Little House on the Prairie. Well, there's a house, and it's little, and it's on a prairie. It's on the prairie. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the reboot of, reboot of Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, bring it back. There's 204 episodes plus four specials. Oh, four specials! 
Yeah. Um, how many Murphy Brown episodes so, are there? <laughs> wow, Little House. I want to film. 260 episodes of Murphy Brown ran in its original All run. episodes of Murphy Brown, The Little House. Oh, God. What about Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? What do you reckon we're going to get through that? Uh, 149 plus two TV movies. Oh, wow. Goodness me. Anyway, all right, that's coming soon. Um, But, yeah, so Sawyer's got nothing to apologize for. Okay. Um, And then they get back to camp, and it's one of these scenes where everyone's so happy to see everyone. Like, sun's running up and giving them a hug, and even Paolo and Nikki. I just would have loved it if, like, Sawyer and Kay, like, who are you two? Um, and then they give each other, like, look as they're hugging. Even Lost Petey has to say it here. Sawyer and Kate give each other longing glances, but each misses the other's look. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) Uh, back at the van, Hurley find the body of, uh, the man with the arm. Uh, we meet Roger. Uh, this is Benjamin Linus's father, if I'm not mistaken. Am I spoiling that? Yeah, it is. Yep. Uh, there you go. Spoiler alert. Um, Roger Workman. <laughs> one of the best moments when we get to that. He had a family. It was Roger Workman. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. Oh, they find there's a bunch of beer in the back of the car and they try to pull the uh, skeleton. This is a bit when, um, what does Hurley say? Like when Jin's trying to be all like going like, like push car. But she's like, dude, I don't even get trades. I don't even know what you're saying. And then he's like, I understand what you're saying now. Oh, I love that when he says, what did he say? I understand. <laughs> well, I love it when oh, they like, pull him out of the really car and his terrible. head falls off. And they're just like, we'll get that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode. God, Hurley is just not the most intelligent person. Um, <laughs> uh, Charlie goes off at Desmond because, you know, Oi, mate! Brother! And the, the, the cringeworthy one is when he's like, I want you to tell me when you're gonna, I'm going to die. Brother! Oh, <laughs> I hate that. I'm Charlie's starting to very see, unlikely. I'm starting to see the Charlie pain in the arseness now. Like, I still like Charlie, but I'm starting to see it. <laughs> like... Just shut up. <laughs> and then this is where uh, Sawyer shows up. And his baby. Oh, I love. Him. What does he say? Like, um, hey, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. My son? <laughs> I had magazines. I love how he even admits it. Like, I had porno. <laughs> and then, was and he... then he's on fire because he says, "You, the Munchkin, and who else?" <laughs> you need your book of all these one-liners because this is the episode for all these one-liners. Yeah, he's on fire this week. <laughs> Um, so then they go out to find, um, uh, Hurley and, uh, and Jin, and I do love it when they see each other, first of all, and they give each other a big hug, and it's all like, oh, and Hurley, is this, where called, is this where he gets called Snuffy? Yeah. <laughs> he wants his stuff back, but he bribes him with beer, because, like, seriously, this beer is old, it always grosses me out that they drink this yeah. beer, like, that has got to be off. Um, I love when Hurley's like, oh, crafty. <laughs> Jin says, crafty? Yeah, crafty. It's it's like when you're good at crafts. <laughs> 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 and, and when uh, Sawyer and Jin reunite, he says, uh, Jin says, good to see you. Says, well, look at that. Somebody's hooked on phonics. 
Oh, that's funny. So Sawyer's on fire. Everyone's on fire. This yeah, he's Except for Claire and Paolo and Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go chop bananas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> iconic one-liners in Lost. <laughs> we have to go back, Kate. <laughs> Live together, die alone. I have to go chop bananas. <laughs> um... So Sawyer also is going to, yeah, they get him to help fix the van. Kate is talking to Saeed. Remember Saeed, everyone? <laughs> where where, where is, is Saeed this season? Like, we talked about early disappearing. He's getting never Like, seriously, Saeed's, like, had three lines this season. Well, wait till next week. Oh, okay, good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is where Kate's all like, I'm going to go and help Jack, and I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to go get help. And they're all like, who are you going to get help from? And she just storms off. Oh, and, oh, this gun- is a pet peeve in TV shows. Of what? Just when it's like, who are you going to go to? Doesn't answer and just walks away. <laughs> and old Gummy oh. Joe this episode, kind of the leader, our leader of the camp at the moment, can't even control these people. Just <laughs> He's not doing so well as a leader, is he? <laughs> It's like, just, oh, off you go, Kate. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> we do get that line later on. It's kind of like, how do you know where their camp is? And then Saeed just like, oh, Locke looked at Mr. Echo's Jesus stick. In the <laughs> that is the greatest line. <laughs> Throwing Locke under the bus line. Oh, he looked at the stick and there was a light on it. <laughs> Saeed was great there. Sassy Saeed. He a few words, but he, he says what he means. <laughs> I didn't know how to drop a one-liner, but then I came to the island. But then I did know. <laughs> and I and did, I did learn. do it. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to have some Saeed back soon. <laughs> Me too. Because Saeed's just going to really go down a shit path soon, isn't he? Where he just yeah, really is... it's pretty much all downhill for Saeed from here, to be honest. <laughs> Next did. week, he's a chef in his flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I That's just think of the movie Ratatouille with Saeed as a chef in France. Why do I think of the movie Ratatouille? Why is Saeed a chef? We'll Why is there. he a chef? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can't be any worse than Lock and Jack this season. But, like, it's just like, hmm, Saeed, what could he be doing? What could... I know, he could be a chef. <laughs> yeah. There's a spin-off. Saeed, MasterChef, Saeed edition. <laughs> Who would win MasterChef out of the lost people? Um, Bernard. Paolo. <laughs> I'm going to cut bananas. Well, Paolo is a chef, actually. Oh, is he really? <laughs> <laughs> wow, because we all really seem to care about... When is that episode? I'm not looking forward to that one. It's coming very soon. Oh, God. Um... So, yes, Kate's going off. Um, they push the... Hurley, Sawyer and Jin push the van up. Uh, they find a blueprint for a dirt road that they were planning on a <laughs> draw, a building, I guess. Uh, and then Sawyer freaking out when he sees Roger's head uh, in the car. Um, Hurley tries to start the van, but it doesn't work. Um, and this is when he... Was it like Sawyer going on about Skeletor and he, like... Is this when he like puts the can and he like cheese his head yeah. and he's like he had a family, Roger Workman. Uh, <laughs> it work, man. <laughs> oh, 
all this stuff. <laughs> so dumb. It's, but it's like a, a sitcom, but a good sitcom. It's so funny. It's funny to um, Murphy Brown. I also love when he says, dude, that beer's been sitting there since before Rocky 3. Maybe even Rocky 2. That's such a hairy line. It's probably poisonous. <laughs> but just like Odie Roger Hurley. Work- Roger Workman. He was a janitor. <laughs> Roger Workman. It must have been so difficult to film this episode. I imagine they were many takes. Oh my lord! Um, is there director commentary on this on the DVD? Do you know or like cast commentary? <laughs> um, so yes, uh, they're talking about how it probably won't be able to get fixed. Um, but this is where we get what is it? Sawyer teaching Jin some words. Oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> What's the first lot he's telling him? He's just like beer, car, international house of pancakes, house of pancakes. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Snuffy and international bells of Jumbotron. Sawyer throws a beer at him and it ends up rolling down the hill. Um, to which he's like, ooh. He goes and gets Charlie and basically slaps him. And it's like, get out of your fuck, you're coming with me. So I do love this, like, Hurley's plan here is essentially to prove that he's not cursed and that Charlie's not going to die is by getting in a van and driving down a hill. <laughs> now, mate, you've basically been saying these last three seasons that your curse of death follows you. You're also knowing that Desmond is almost predicting the future and has said that Charlie's going to die. And you're going to get in a van and drive down a hill towards rocks and hope, and hope <laughs> that you've been wrong this whole time. Well, you make your own luck, don't you? <laughs> um, but this does lead us to uh, maybe the best line in the history of life. Oh, yeah. Two. Uh, <laughs> it starts funny and then... Oh, because Sawyer's teaching Jin basically still... Oh, this is so funny. To t- tell teacher like, I'm sorry, you were right. Those pants <laughs> don't make you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Sawyer's English class for Jin. <laughs> uh, but, it, it, I mean, that, that's a very valid point. <laughs> like, you know, you shouldn't. Uh, that, those are words that you should always say. Uh, and Sawyer says it. Now you got it. The only three things a woman needs to hear. Um, <laughs> and then Hurley comes in. It's like, come on, we've got work to do. <laughs> so, what's your problem, Jumbotron? With the best <laughs> reply ever. Shut up! Redneck man. <laughs> so he's just like, touche. <laughs> oh, it's, so, it's still funny 12 years on. It's still hilarious. But then Sawyer, so, it even gets I funny because Sawyer time. responds even after touche to, what's Jiminy Cricket doing here? <laughs> you can hear that uh, Sawyer is laughing when he says that. And if you look at Dominic Monaghan's face, he is also trying not to laugh. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket is also hilarious. He already said Oliver Twist and Munchkin. He's on fire. Shut up, redneck man. (laughs) Are Sawyer's nicknames always scripted, or do you think that Josh Holloway actually just ad-libbed some of them? Mm, I wonder if he does do something. I'm not sure. But shut up, redneck man. The best quote ever in Lost. Amazing. Um... So they're there, they're going to be pushing the car down the hill, as we just kind of implied. 
Um, so they get ready to do that. Uh, Charlie, uh, is, they're saying they're going to pop the clutch as they get it started. They're staring down, see some big black rocks, rocks down the bottom. <laughs> the um, black rock. Yeah. Which the thing I don't understand the is, is what difference does turning the engine on make to the way he steers away from the rocks? Like he's still got that momentum mm. rolling down the hill. What does it matter if the engine's running or not at that point? Um, so yeah, they they go down this hill, and th- there's maybe the one cringeworthy bit is when it goes slow motion, uh, <laughs> sort of as it's going down. Uh, but as they're going towards the rocks, certain death is going to happen. But then, just at the right moment, he clips clips the the clips, flicks the clutch in, pop the clutch, gets the car started, swerves around. I'm sorry, but that car's rolling at that point; it's going that fast. Song comes on the radio. <laughs> And um, then they get all happy and excited. Jin and Sawyer run down. They get in the car and they're driving around, having a bit of a laugh. It's great. Like, as you were saying before, like, you can't help but smile in this episode. It's a great moment. And then it's sort of ended by Jin going back to camp, giving son a flower. Charlie back with Claire and Sawyer being alone, looking for Kate, but he's just having a couple of beers by himself in his little camp tent thing. So, oh, it's like, do you find the slow motion cringy or do you just overlook that? I mean, this is probably my least favourite scene of the thing, so, yeah, it's a little cringy, but I think it makes up for it when they're in the van and the music's playing and Jin and Sawyer hop in, and it's just, how can it not bring a smile to your face? Yeah, I agree. And then we end the episode, though, with Kate in the jungle at night. Uh, Log and Saeed have followed her. We get the... (laughs) The Saeed line of, you know, oh, Locke looked at the Jesus stick and the light went that way. Uh, then we hear gunshots and then we find out that she's out trying to find Rousseau. And I, I kind of think that it's not a surprise anymore. Like, who else would she be going to get help from, really? Um, and then... Yeah, uh, I love that they build it up, but there's literally no one that yeah. else it could be. It's Boone! <laughs> <laughs> Boone is back. Yeah, like, who could it be? Um, and then Russo's all, you know, Kate wants Russo to help them find the others. Oh God, I'm choking on myself. Others camp. And, you know, Russo's like, why would they want to help you? And it's like, cause I saw your daughter in camp. She was 16 and her name was Alex. Plot twist. I kind of feel like put this, put this scene after the car and then end it on like Jin giving son the flower and things like that. Like flip the scene around. I don't think we need this to end the episode. I also don't... I don't think we need the line. It's a bit too much of... I'm pretty sure she's your daughter. I think we can... The implication was there already. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Evangeline Lily. <laughs> I agree. This is such a fun episode that maybe it would have been better to end on the fun stuff. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those ones where it's like, oh, we've got to end on something dramatic, because why not? But it's good to see Russo back. I love me some Russo. Yeah, I like Russo. Bonjour! <laughs> Bonjour! <laughs> and, I'm um, back! I wonder if her old uh, crush on Saeed's still there. Like, I've not been with someone for quite some time. Ooh. Well, every time the Russo shows up, it's always with Saeed's always there, and that, that's no different now. There's our shipping couples. We've got Mr. Friendly and Jack, and uh, now we've got uh, Russo and Russo. Saeed still, you know. Um, you know, yeah. But uh, there we go. Trish Snarker's dead, and they're off to hunt the wizard, the wonderful wizard <laughs> I'm of I'm sorry, Saeed. Those pants do not make you look 
Hello, Saeed Workman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, French woman. Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, questions, I guess. Uh, what is the van? Who is Roger Workman? Are they valid questions? I mean, the van is a Dharma van. That's the answer. He's a Dharma janitor. That's the answer. So, no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> do we have any questions? I don't really think so. More answers than questions, really. What answers do we have? Oh, not answers, but more about Hurley's backstory and... Like Dharma having vans and stuff like that, but I don't think we got really either. Why isn't Nathan filling in movies? No, not this week. Not this week. Did we answer the question from last week? What the hell happened here? <laughs> that will never be answered <laughs> until we get Damon Lindelof. Which, speaking of which, next week on the show we don't have Damon Lindelof. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do with this episode, Noah? Now this. Episode is very polarizing um, because it is a filler episode. Let's be honest about it. It doesn't really contribute much to the overall story of Lost. The flashback I do have some issues with. At the end of the day, this is an episode I could put randomly on, not in order. Just put on, watch, and just laugh my ass off, smile. Just seeing these characters I love, like Jean and Sawyer and... Hurley just getting together and doing this fun stuff. The amount of jokes in there, more than an like an average episode of a good sitcom, like more funny jokes that are laugh out loud. Um, it's just shut up, redneck man, and Jin learning English and the van stuff. Yeah, it's silly and it doesn't add anything, but these characters like when they play golf they do have this downtime and it's kind of fun to see what they get up to especially when it can be as fun as this so i don't know if this is controversial or not but i will buy trisha tanaka is dead because i challenge you to come up with a more fun 40 minutes of lost and as i said at the start of the show lost doesn't always have to be super serious we can also have the fun so it won't be a top 10 episode for me when it's all said and done but I am going to give this a buy despite some of the issues with it because, yeah, as I've said, pure joy. I'm buying it. I'm not even going to hesitate in buying it. I think it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And I, I agree with kind of everything you said. I think this is easily one you can just put on and just laugh and have fun. And I have actually put this uh, as the second highest episode of this season so far. I put this above not in Portland. <laughs> I put this at 21st. Wow. Out of uh, 59 episodes right now, uh, oh. I have this just below Outlaws and just above Solitary. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's where I've got it placed right now. Where do you have it on your list? From my old list, I really should do a new one. But um, let's see, I had it at 73rd overall out of 111 total episodes. So. Oh, wow. Maybe I w- maybe that's about right because there's a lot of good episodes coming up, but maybe it'd be a little bit higher. But I feel like it's around a midway point out of the total episode. Uh, it's just so much fun. I could watch this again right now and just completely enjoy it. Well, go on, do it right now. Just go away. I might. <laughs> uh, but that is Trisha Tanaka is dead. Next week, enter seventy-seven. Uh, Said is a chef, um, which is good. <laughs> 
Uh, we meet our eye patch man. And uh, is this the episode where uh, Locke gets incredibly happy over beating a computer in a game of chess? Correct. Oh, I kind of like random happy Locke at that moment. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's a there's a table tennis game as well. So, that's kind of yeah. Fun. Enter seven seven is not everyone will get this reference, but I think it's the Survivor Panama of Lost. <laughs> I think next week we've got the ultimate average episode like that it has some good stuff that adds to it but it's not groundbreaking patchy's in it rousseau's in it there's some saeed stuff like it's just the ultimate like that was a, an episode of lost so yeah there'll be some good stuff though I, there's some stuff i like about enter 77 and we will find out what they are next week. In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, subscribe on all the relevant channels out there where good podcasts are downloadable. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. OzNetwork.net is our website. And we would appreciate any feedback and hearing from you would make our day a very good one. But until next week, my name is Ben, and it's been 17 years, Noah. I have needs. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Noah and I'm sorry you were right those pants don't make you look fat thank you for listening to the Oz Network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net